0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive pre-emergent
1: herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host Ryan Young.
2: And good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, the premiers of Saskatchewan and Alberta commented on the ongoing B.C. port workers strike. The Sask Wheat Market Outlook covered the condition of wheat crops on the prairies as well as how exports are doing. And an Esterhazy Estrah- area farmer says rain this season has been hit and miss for him. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
1: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Ryan Young.
2: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. After almost two weeks since it began, there may be finally some movement on the West Coast port strike. Federal Labor Minister Seamus O'Regan says the strike has dragged on long enough as he sent a letter to the lead federal negotiator in the strike to come up with a set of recommendations for a settlement in the dispute. Other than a brief discussion last Saturday, the two sides haven't been able to agree to continue talking. Some estimates put the cost of the strike at around $250 million a week. Others suggest it's closer to half a billion dollars every day. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe made a comment on the strike at the Premier's meeting in Winnipeg.
3: We do need uh, some intervention here as we are losing uh, across Canada about half a billion to estimated three quarters of a billion dollars uh, in trade and export to value each and every day. About 20% of uh, what travels through the port of Vancouver comes from our province of Saskatchewan and about 40% of what we produce actually goes through that port. So it's imperative that we have access uh, and that port functioning.
2: Alberta Premier Danielle Smith says the fact this strike has been allowed to drag on for nearly two weeks doesn't square with Ottawa's claim it's trying to make life more affordable for Canadians. And if they were concerned about the affordability in Alberta, and um, they, they would end the port strike as well. I might as well just say that. Because uh, if this was a, a strike that was taking place in Port of Montreal, it would be over already. And we're, what, now 10 days into a strike. We're hearing that our producers are having to shut down their, and roll back their their, uh, their production. I'm hearing that in uh, across the board, whether it's in agriculture or whether it's in, in oil. And this is going to have a huge impact on supply chain. So those are the kind of things the federal government that do- does that just makes things worse. And that's going to just increase the cost of everything in in our province if it doesn't get resolved very soon. The union representing 7,400 port workers is accusing the employer of demanding major concessions during a time of record profits, while the employer is accusing workers of making unreasonable demands.
1: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
2: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. Prairieeaves The condition of wheat on the Canadian prairies remains on the decline due to drought conditions. In this week's Sask Wheat Market Outlook, Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting Ventures says the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture reduced their spring wheat crop rating to 70%, good to excellent.
4: Alberta Ag did not publish updated crop ratings. There's been a steady decline in soil moisture over the week. In Saskatchewan, cropland moisture rated as having adequate soil moisture fell by 11% from last week to 42%.
2: Canadian Durham wheat is suffering under dry conditions, according to Wilton.
4: Soil moisture maps in Alberta South and Saskatchewan Southwest showed dry conditions expanding. Neither Alberta Agriculture nor Saskatchewan Agriculture updated their crop condition numbers this last week. But last week, the province's Durham crops were rated at 47% good to excellent and 42% good to excellent, respectively. This compares with last year, when Alberta's crop was 64% good to excellent, and Saskatchewan's crop was 58% good to excellent. That's as of July 11, 2022. The decline in crop conditions has us looking at our yield assumptions on our balance sheet. A return to trend yield, which would be up 7% from last year, is looking quite unlikely. Decreasing yields to last year's 34 bushels per acre reduces our production number by almost 400,000 tons to a similar level as last year's 5.6 million tons.
2: On the export side, Wilton says they remain strong for Canada, with another 396,000 tons of wheat being exported in Week 48.
4: Total week's exports are now 18.2 million tons. With just four weeks remaining in the marketing year, exports need to average 358,000 tons per week to meet the AFC's 19.6 million ton estimate. Producers continue to deliver wheat into the elevator system at a rapid pace, with another 455,500 tons of wheat being delivered over the week. Visible supplies were down only slightly from last week to 2.1 million tons. For Durham, Algeria bought 200,000 tons of durum from Mexico for $385 to $390 per ton. They also bought a load of Canadian durum at $418 per ton. Tunisia bought about 100,000 tons of durum at $418.5 per ton. We calculate that the durum that Algeria purchased from Canada is worth about $12 per bushel at the elevator in Saskatchewan.
2: Wilton also reported on the Black Sea region.
4: The UGM in Ukraine is estimating their wheat crop will be 17.9 million tons, which is in line with other official estimates. Russia rejected the EU and UN's proposal on bank payments. The Black Sea trade corridor expires in seven days, and negotiations seem to be stalled. Russian FOB values gave back the $5 per ton they gained last week. Russian wheat was reportedly traded at $230 per ton, which remains at a steep discount to all other origins. And so for the coming week, the markets will study reactions to developments in the Black Sea trade corridor and today's crop ratings. The trade will wait to see the new USDA report on Wednesday before making any major moves. Russian cash prices remain cheap compared to North American prices. We are 60% sold our expected new crop production and would wait until after the USDA report before making additional sales.
2: You can find the full report on the Sask Wheat website.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
2: Now today's Ag Review with Rod McDonald of GX94. Brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire
5: in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Some much needed precipitation was reported across Manitoba last week. However, amounts were variable ranging from little or nothing up to about 35 millimeters. Crop development has been rapid. Spring wheat is done flowering. The wheat crop is rated mostly fair to good. Winter wheat crops are getting close to being ready for harvest. If weather allows, harvest could begin in about 10 days to 2 weeks in some areas. Canola ranges from 20% to greater than 50% flowering. In lower rainfall areas, growers remain concerned about uneven and stagy canola stands that are proving difficult to manage in terms of fungicide timing. Overall, crop conditions range from fair to good. Sunflowers demonstrated rapid growth over the past week and are in good to excellent condition. Flax crops are in full flower and remain in good condition. USDA released the July World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates this morning. USDA lowered its estimate for corn yield somewhat, but still forecasts a record corn crop of 15.32 billion bushels. USDA estimates U.S. farmers planted 83.5 million acres of soybeans this year. Yields estimated at 52 bushels an acre. USDA increased its estimate of all wheat production to 1.739 billion bushels, up from 1.665 billion bushels in its June report. And on wheat world-ending stocks, USDA estimated a decrease to 266.53 million metric tons in July, from 2 270.7 million metric tons in June. Concerns are growing that Russia won't extend a U.N.-brokered deal that allows grain to flow from Ukraine to regions of the world struggling with hunger, including Africa, the Middle East, and parts of Asia ships are no longer heading to ukraine's black sea ports and shipments have dwindled the deal reached last summer to ease a global food crisis is up for renewal this week and russian officials say there are no grounds for extending it australia is getting fed up with china's foot dragging on lifting tariffs on barley imports Aussie officials say they're disappointed to learn that China has asked for another month to complete a review needed to lift massive tariffs. It's been slapping on barley imports from Australia since 2020. In 2020, China imposed combined duties of 80% on Australian barley for five years, prompting Australia to launch a formal appeal to the World Trade Organization. Alberta's opposition NDP has called on the government to compensate farmers struggling with the fallout from natural disasters. Heather Sweet, who's the critic for agriculture, forestry and rural and economic development in Alberta, says the provincial and federal governments need to come up with support for producers by the end of this week. She says the province needs to request the ability to start accessing agri-recovery and agri-stability funding. The U.S. government is again loosening the purse strings for carbon sequestration, U.S. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack is expected to announce $300 million to improve measurement, monitoring, reporting and verification of greenhouse gas emissions and carbon sequestration in climate smart agriculture and forestry. The U.S. government put forward over $3 billion last year to fund the Partnerships for Climate Smart Agriculture, a series of grants to various groups to provide incentives for farmers to secure Sequester carbon or reduce emissions. Agriculture overall is responsible for about 10% of U.S. greenhouse gas emissions, but farming and forestry are also among the sectors of the economy that can sequester carbon in the soil. And that's today's AgriView. review
1: It's your Agri-Weather Forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
2: The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, clearing this afternoon and a high of 24 degrees. Tonight's clear, then becoming partly cloudy overnight, low 13. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with winds from the northwest at 30 gusting to 50 kilometers an hour near noon, a high of 25, the low 14. Friday, sunshine, high of 26, the low 11. Saturday, sunny, high of 24, the low 9. Sunday, sunny again, high of 24, back up to a low of 11 degrees. Monday, sunny, high of 27, the low 14. Tuesday cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, high of 25. Normal highs for this period are around 25, normal lows 11. Sun rose at 5 o'clock this morning, and the sun will set at 9.07 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan 16, Swift Current is at 16, Saskatoon 22, Weyburn 17, Yorkton 20 degrees. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is up in La Ronge at 25, cool spot in Moose Jaw at 15. In Regina, mostly cloudy, winds from the southwest at 10, humidity at 69%, temperature 18 degrees, that's 64 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.3 and falling. Down the road in Moose Jaw, cloudy sky, west wind at 8, temperature 15 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy, southwest wind at 10 kilometers an hour, temperature 18. Back in a moment.
1: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougallAuction.com, and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. When you plant 52,000 acres, you have a lot riding on your crops. Rushka Farms near Esterhazy is certainly one of the largest grain farms in Saskatchewan. Rain has been hit and missed this summer, and Kevin Rushka says that has impacted crop development.
0: It's really variable this year, and the uh, Yorkton area is, looks pretty good. So no question about that. However, you go south and there's some real dry runs. Our land, for example you know spread out maybe 25 miles and the north end looks pretty good the south end's very dry right through the middle through the waistline it's uh there's like five little rains in a row that just missed there so the clouds would split and keep going around so so we have a dry spot and then a couple of our neighbors are caught right in the middle of that and their whole farm is dry so the canola a little later canola is really suffering
2: He says the land is spread out over a large area, so that variability in precipitation is probably pretty common.
0: It is on a year when you rely on showers and storm systems to give you your moisture. When a big general rain comes through, then not, but... uh, but so often we do rely on showers, and there's no question about it. This year is really extreme as far as the uh, variability of the showers. You know, you'll talk to somebody. I was talking to a couple of brothers yesterday. They're two miles apart, and one guy got half an inch, the other guy got nothing. So, you know, it's really, those clouds are just like they look on the on the weather network, A little spots like coming through and just targeting certain areas however up north the crops look really well you know they just caught a bunch of timely rains that's there's no question about it
2: arushka says seeding this spring went well even though it was a little wet when they got started
0: but we it always is because we'll push those limits and then it dried up and it went quite well we had two little rain delays half days and otherwise we seeded straight through and i think everybody else did uh by the time we finished up, it seemed like everybody was done. So, uh, it, I think it was a good seeding for sure. There would be no complaints there. But, well, you know, as a farmer, it's almost never are the rains ideal. So, I guess we can complain about rains just about every year—too much, too little. But uh, it's yeah, it's time for a rain, or else it's going to be a half a crop for us.
2: Harushka says they only grow wheat and canola.
0: We've. Uh, Uh, deviated from that on occasion just to hone our skills to make sure we know how to grow peas and beans and stuff like that in case we all of a sudden have to but right now it seems that that's the answer for us is just wheat and canola and the demands are high on both of those so and we're i think we're good at growing them so
2: finally harushka says we are in for a long harvest this year
0: areas that are going to be starting very early and i think there's going to be crops that drag on especially if we get some rains uh so it's gonna it's going to be starting soon in some areas and it's going to go late we have crops that you know with poor emergence
1: that's going to need time so
2: kevin harushka farms in the esterhazy area
1: you're listening to saskatchewan agriculture today with 620 ckrm agri-news director ryan young
2: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingsupplies.com The countdown continues for the seventh live edition of Ag in Motion, not far from Langham. Western Canada's largest outdoor agricultural expo runs next Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, July 18th, 19th and 20th. Show director Rob O'Connor says there are several updated areas, starting with the livestock section.
3: There are 90 different companies exhibiting in the livestock area but we are also adding new anchor elements and one of those is the new PV Mart Rural Pavilion and in that pavilion is about 40 companies that are focused on providing you with things for your yard or your shop so it's maybe not agriculture production oriented but certainly as you live on your farm it helps you uh, to keep that farm beautiful. And then on the very west end we have the feed mixer, feed processor uh, demonstration. We'll have about half a dozen companies doing those demonstrations every day as well.
2: This next area will be of interest to growers using drones to map their fields
3: and gather valuable data. There's half a dozen companies that are there going to give you an opportunity twice a day to see how they collect data about the fields. So they'll fly their drones out there, they'll do some uh, mapping of the farm and The farmers who are watching that can actually see what's happening
4: in real time. During the show, it'll be the smaller drones being demonstrated, but uh, there's also going to be larger drones as well. But that is after show
3: hours. Why is that being done? and we have to follow the rules from uh, Transport Canada, and we can't fly the larger drones around a show during the show hours with that number of people there. But at the end of the day, when the show closes and the, the crowds are leaving, those really interested people can come back to those companies and they can see some of the larger drones working in the evening. Ag in Motion is best
2: known for the crop plots and equipment demonstrations. There will be some seminars as well,
3: but with a new twist. We had some really great feedback last year after the show and one thing you notice about an outdoor event, people don't really want to sit around too much and listen to hours and hours of seminars like they do in a winter show. So what we're doing this year is we're going to provide the farmers the opportunity to get on one of our two tours, either the mobile mic session or the dynamic speaker series sessions, and move to where those experts are within the different companies they work for. So you could go to company A's booth, listen to their expert, and half an hour later, you can move to company B and listen to their expert and uh, see how their technology is being offered to you as a business. And so yeah, there's seven different stops over the two tours every day. Now, how long are these uh, tours? Are they
4: going to be fairly condensed?
3: The information will be condensed in a 15 to 20 minute session and then a 15 to 20 minute question and answer period. And then we wanted to leave about 10 to 20 minutes to travel to the next tour stop because it'll be a walking tour. So we wanted to make sure that everything's in about an hour block from start to finish. It is never too early to start planning for Ag in Motion.
2: The show app is now available and can be uploaded to your mobile phone
3: yeah our app has gone live so you can access it now and start pre-planning and with our app you can actually map out where you want to go and time it out, create your own individual schedule. You can actually pre-organize a meeting with the exhibitors at the show. Uh, The app's a really powerful tool if you're interested in uh, managing your time at the show. And and we know because the show's so large, it's difficult to see everything in one day. And we've seen lots of people now coming two and three days to the show, but the app really, helps you to organize your visits, and can help you connect with those
4: companies you want to see. So for me, a lot of times what I usually do is, is contact people ahead and say, well, I'll be here at this time, and I'll be over here at this time. So a farmer can do the the exact same thing, create their own personal schedule
3: that's exactly right and what's great about that is now you know you're gonna have time to visit with those exhibitors and they're expecting you instead of you having to be in a lineup of 10 or 15 other guys who want their time too
2: that's rob o'connor with ag in motion which runs next tuesday wednesday and thursday july 18th 19th and
1: 20th here's the market updates with ryan young on 620 ckrm
2: Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today, and it is the usual suspects. Canola is up nine dollars and ten cents to seven ninety-nine sixty-two a metric ton, and number one red spring wheat is down a dollar eighty-five cents at three eighty-seven fifty-three, and the rest were unchanged. Durham at three ninety-eight forty-four, feed barley three thirty-five sixty-one, chickpeas ten thirty-six seventeen. Flax 501.98, lentils 702.50, oats 255.32, yellow peas 335.92, and feed wheat 270.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is up three and three quarter cents at eight dollars and sixty-seven and three cents a bushel.
1: It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan 620 CKRM.
2: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
4: This is the market report for the
0: Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 11th. Our last regular sale was on July 5th. The market is holding steady with the previous week. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.45 to $1.65. D3 cows sold from $1.25 to $1.45. Counter cow sold from a dollar to a dollar twenty five. sold from a dollar eighty five to two thirty three, and good butcher bull sold from a dollar sixty to a dollar seventy eight. We did have a twenty five hundred pound bull. He sold for a dollar eighty three. He was a big, thick, high yielding bull. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices
6: too. Now the latest pork prices. This is Bill Alfer with the Hams Market Commentary for Wednesday, July 12th. Hams sold 7,600 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of $231 to $246 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 head, selling a range of $232 to $252 per CKG. Hams number themselves this week are steady, selling in the range of 32 to 39 cents per pound live weight. Hemp's cash flow price today is up and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was up 14 basis points with the daily exchanger at 1.3260. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.91 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices continued to advance with the negotiated Western Corn Belt up $2.11, national $0.55 cents higher and the cutout adjusted variant gaining $2.45 U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. The cumulative weekly benchmarks are over $3 U.S. 108 higher in the regions used for price discovery, due mostly to ongoing strength in the value of the cutout. Net carcass value improved $4.04 yesterday, bringing the cutout to $111.99, and only 2.7% and 4.8% lower than 2021 and 2022, respectively. The move was led by bellies, which were up $19.33, the fourth-highest one-day increase seen so far in 2023. Bellies have improved by a combined $61.56 over the last two weeks alone. Meanwhile, lean hog futures started off on an upward trend this morning, but are now trading in a mixed and choppy pattern with a bias lower heading into the close.
1: Coming up next, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRN. Here's Ryan Young.
2: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank 306-721-6667. The Bank of Canada raised its key interest rate by a quarter of a percentage point this morning, bringing it to 5 percent. Forecasters were widely expecting the move as the economy continues to run hotter than expected. The central bank says the rate hike was prompted by elevated demand in the economy and strong underlying inflation pressures. Its updated economic projections suggest it will take longer to get inflation back to the 2 percent target. It now expects inflation to stall around 3% for the next year, before steadily declining to 2% by mid-2025. The central bank didn't indicate whether it plans to raise rates again in September, and instead said its governing council will continue to monitor how the economy evolves. European Union lawmakers are backing a major plan to protect nature and fight climate change. In a cliffhanger vote after weeks of intense lobbying against the plan, the legislature supported the general outlines of a European Commission bill by a vote of 324 to 312, with 12 abstentions. It's a key part of the EU's vaunted European Green Deal that seeks to establish the world's most ambitious climate and biodiversity targets and make the bloc the global point of reference on all climate issues. The plan set binding restoration targets for specific habitats and species, with the aim to cover at least 20% of the region's land and sea areas by 2030. On the markets, the TSX is up 176 points at 20,054. The Dow is up 149 points to 34,410. Oil is up $0.73 to $75.56 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at $0.75.80 U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowin Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.